You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Happy Independence Day celebration. You can wish that to yourself or to somebody if you're Nigerian. Just say to the person, Happy 60th Independence Day celebration. Hallelujah. Amen. 60 together. And some don't want to be together. What do we do? Did you see the cartoon from Punch with the family picture? You know, where one was pulling inside, I don't want to be in this picture. Praise God. Well, whatever we see, whatever we know is that we, first of all, my wife was harassing me. Why are you not wearing green? And I didn't want to give her the secret. I wanted to announce to us that I'm a citizen of heaven living in Nigeria. Praise the Lord. So I can wear green, I can wear yellow, I can wear purple. Praise the Lord. Yes, yes. You know, many years ago, I used to preach to Nigeria. Many years ago. You know, we are growing. Anyway, so Nigeria, you know, like I think it was two years ago or three years ago we asked, who is Nigeria? Nigeria, now, 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 let, let, let me not confuse you. Our theme is the land is good. Praise the Lord. Numbers 14.7. Let's look at it quickly. Numbers 14.7. The Bible says, Joshua, you know, quieted the people, and he said to them, he spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying what? The land we pass through to spy out is what? An exceedingly good land. And look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, if the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Okay, this is the word that God gave us concerning our country many years ago. And this word, I believe, was essential for the time because it was at a time where there was, you know, the beginning of the loss of hope. You know, if one could, you know, reverse the time, I would have prayed, this is 2020. In 1997, when we were saying, Lord, change Nigeria, if I could reverse the time then, I would have said, Lord, maintain us where we are. That's 23 years ago. And if I could actually go back to when I was a child, when I was growing up in Enugu, we had running water. Enugu doesn't have running water now. Do you understand? So these are some of the things you see. If we could go back, you know, and say, Lord, just maintain it where it is. But because we know he knows all things, praise the Lord. And he has said to us, we ought always what? To pray and not to faint. So we'll keep praying and we'll keep believing. So when God gave us this word, it was at a time where there was despair and discouragement and disheartment. Okay? Concerning the nation. And God opened our eyes to see that the nation, Nigeria, what? Is exceedingly blessed land. Where land that is blessed. The truth is, when this word came to us, we didn't used to have floods. Because I remember clearly that they said there are no floods. But now we have floods in Nigeria. You know we have floods. And a few years ago, I think it was last year or two, that we had one or two, is it tremors or earthquakes or whatever. You know. So things have been changing. However, I want us to get this. The nation, or rather the nation, when we say nation, we can refer to two things. 
we can refer to a geographical territory with people inside. And we can also refer to peoples. So there are nations of peoples who don't dwell in the same geographical territory. There are nations because there are similarities of ethnicity, language, cultures, or values. So like you can say um, um, the black nation. Okay, so whether you're in Nigeria or you're in Senegal or you're in the U.S., okay, uh, you are part of the black nation or the uh, Indian nation and all of that. But there are nations which I believe is what we call when we say Nigeria, which are people who are confined in a geographical location under one government. Now, as a nation, Nigeria, the land itself, geographical location, this land is good. Praise the Lord. This land is good. And you don't need to go too far to wonder why this land is good. Our brother Julius was leading us in prayers the other time. And he prayed a very important prayer. That Lord should disconnect all the people that are interested in Nigeria. You see, the nations, the French are interested in Nigeria. The uh, um, UK are interested here. The Chinese have gotten involved. And you know whatever the Chinese touch is in trouble. That's why you have to intensify your prayer. You see, someone said many years ago that the people who can use toxic uh, uh, chemicals to make children's toys, and you know children leak their toys, the people who can feed, you know, they are people with things that they know will kill them. You see, in China, when you become a government official, understand they take you on a tour of the prisons. They tell you that if you don't perform well, this will be your next position. So these people, their problem is how to eliminate people. They don't have value for human life. They're exactly on the other side of the United States of America. They don't care. You know, they had the uh, uh, coronavirus. They were the ones that brought it forth. And they told us 3,000 and something people died. And you believe that? And then in America, 200 and something thousand people are dying. China, where it started from before they knew about it. Okay. Anyway, long and short is, Nigeria is a good, good land. And that is why the nations are interested in this land. That is why some of the things we are, you know, grappling with are too deep. Many years ago, I think it was four years ago, five years ago, we read that helicopters were dropping food and supplies for Boko Haram. How many of us read that report? Now, now that helicopter could not be, you know, taken off from Abuja. I'm sure it's taken off from one of the neighboring countries. So there's so many interests. And then for the expatriates that work in Nigeria, they actually lobby to be posted to Nigeria. Somehow they make more money. Somehow they enjoy because this is the only land where they can break traffic light, you know, do all kinds of things and get away with it. No diplomatic note even at all because, you know, they get away with a lot of things. And then they make more money because there's a hazard allowance. And then business-wise also, we had, um, Pastor Chris had some South African friend that came into Nigeria, how many years ago? Over 20 years ago. One company brought him, when they sacked him, he refused to go. He has remained in Nigeria since then. He said he's making so much money here. So the Lebanese, the Indians that came in as teachers, those ones have refused to go. Lebanese came in as uh, whatever, I don't know. They don't want to go. Your country is a blessed country. Praise the Lord. Whatever issues we may have, let us set it aside. Our weather is good. Our land is good. Agriculturally, it's good. 
you know, the atmosphere is good. Everything, you know, in that sense is beautiful. God has blessed Nigeria. And in your deepest moment of sadness, just say, I am living in a blessed land. Praise the Lord. You are living in a blessed land. This country is blessed. No doubt about it. We don't want to get into the mineral resources. We don't want to get into all the opportunities. If you drive even within Abuja, you drive, you see corn growing, you see things growing everywhere. We are a blessed land. The rain is falling and it's actually increasing. We're having more rainfall and all of that. They're seeing uh, climate change. But I think it's favoring Nigeria in a sense. Because we are getting more rainfall and all of that, apart from the floods. So, we are a blessed land. There is no doubt about that. However, nations are not just made of the geographical location. It is the people. Praise the Lord. It is the people dwelling in there. Remember, you know, very clearly, in this Numbers 14.7, this is what one of the, uh, or rather, what the other 10 spies said. They said the people who dwell in it are what? They are giants. And they say that we are like what? Grasshoppers in their sight. Do you know why they were giants? Because they were living in a good land. They were feeding on the land and the land had made them what? Giants. Now the same way it is with our country. The wicked are feeding on the goodness of this land. It's only in this country that you steal billions, get into prison. I don't know if you saw the news. Do you people watch the news at all? I hope nobody here watches Big Brother. Okay? Because you should have enough time to watch it. Did you see that they are looking for Mena now? That is the pension thief. Do you know that? You, somebody steals billions of Naira, okay? And they give him a DSS protection. He goes to Dubai. Interpol is looking for him. He comes back, they arrest him, they find a son with a gun trying to resist arrest, and they are still free. Before you know it now, he will join APC, and according to Oshomole, his sins will be forgiven, and then he will be sponsored. Um, do, do you understand what I'm saying? This is a classical case of giants feeding from the land. So the question is, what are you doing? Do you understand? What are you doing? This is a land where I read that... Um, South Africa, yes, South Africa. One of the ministers was traveling on an official assignment and took some of their party members and gave some of their party members a ride on the plane. And they had taken away her salary for three months as punishment for flying party members in a government plane. But in this country, the giants use government plane to go and wed. You still don't understand what I'm saying. It's a good land, but the giants are devouring it. The giants are devouring it. In essence, what I'm trying to say is this. When we talk about the land, we must separate it from the people. The people of this land are wicked. The people of this land are insatiable. They don't have conscience. You know, this is a land where people you know, grow up very poor and get into government. And you imagine that they'll have compassion for the poor. But rather, their wickedness and vengeance against the poor, you know, will multiply. And then they'll make money from government. You say, okay, at least you have made money, retire. They'll use the money they stole from government. You know what they take it to do? To now remain in government 
and forever and ever. And because the rest of the people are poor. Okay, the other day we were watching the news and the ladies, I think that's on those states. They were encouraging the youth, don't kill yourself. These people, their children are abroad. Don't go and fight on the streets. The problem is that these people are hungry. So when they give them 5,000 naira, they are going to fight. They have not seen 5,000 in the last six months. So the poverty drives people to desperation. And they choose to do things that they ordinarily would not do. Now, who are the people benefiting from all of this? They are the giants in the land. The giants don't quarrel in this land. They argue in airspace and you think that you're on this side or on that side. But when they come to the place of eating and enjoyment, they smile and they laugh at us. What am I trying to say this morning? People of God, the land is good, but there are what? Giants. They are giants. And the earlier we separate these two. So when someone is saying patriotism or whatever, we must understand what we are talking about. And thank God for the songs we sang this morning. Thank God for the songs, you know, that the choir led us to sing. We are talking about a land where Jesus reigns over a greater populace of the people. Because it is the redemption of individuals that will make this land now to be what? Beneficial. It is Christ in you and I that will do what? Evict the giants out of this land. And we have to have that giant conquering mentality. Let me give you a statement here that you should take note of. Evil. Evil. Someone wrote, I can't remember who, but someone's quote. Evil is so strong that you must hate it to defeat it. Evil is so strong that you must hate it to defeat it. And he said good is so, this is not the way he said, I'm, I, I rearrange this now. Good is so invaluable that you must love it to possess it. Now, the problem with Nigeria is that people, the average Nigerian does not hate evil. And the average Nigerian does not love good with that level of desperation to be able to get it. So you find this evil men, and you look under their governments and on in their situation, and you see many so-called good men are serving them. It didn't start today. In the days of military rule, whenever they come up, you know what they do? They're going to appoint a few men that were respectable in the society. And once they appoint those men, they get credibility. And then those men will go under these evil men and begin to serve them. And never stand up to them. Never confront them. How many of us remember Tai Solarim? How many of us remember Wallace Shoinka, Federal Rosef? All They bring these men in. These are people that stood for the masses. But when they come under them, because none of these men hate evil so much that they are ready to sacrifice their lives, which is what we got confused with this time around when we supported somebody to support somebody. We didn't know that his hatred of evil and his passion for good was not strong enough. That's why we remain where we are. The evil people are bent on their evil to extremity. But the good people can tolerate a few evil. And in their wisdom, they plan that they will use evil to bring good. That is where men fail. There is no way you can use evil to achieve good. Somebody say you must work with the existing system. What type of that? You see, this is why we read the Bible. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm not even going with my sermon. This is why we read the Bible. When David was going to bring down Goliath, 
in that battle. If David had made the mistake of going in the way of the existing system with sword, with spear, with javelin, and with the armor of Saul, you know what would have happened? Koloya would have made what? Meat pie of him. Simple and short. You know why? Because in that system, he was the giant. But it took a man, a boy of faith, not even a man of faith, to come into that situation with a different mindset, saying that this system has been against God and I will resist this system. We need a crop of men and women in our nation who will have a mindset to bring down the existing system. You will not go to compromise with it. You will not go to align with it. You will not go to fit into it, to hope. You know, some people are praying that somebody will die so that they become president. It doesn't work like that. How I wish would have read in the papers that there was a meeting where some man rose up with righteous indignation and said, this thing I will no longer tolerate it. That's what changes system. Giants don't fall anyhow. Do you watch movies? When you watch movies, you know that the movie star can take 11 bullets and won't die. Do you understand? It's not by biting the ear that the giant will die. David did not want to start, you know, cutting and slicing. No, he said, I am going to bring you down by my God. The victory we are going to have over the wicked in this nation, over the giants, is going to be by our God. And that victory is going to come extra outside of the system. It's going to come by righteousness. It's going to come by men who hate evil so much that whether it's their tribesmen. You see, we're a funny group of people. And it even comes into the church. Because when crime is committed in Nigeria, first of all, we want to know who. Before we know whether it's crime. And they want to know uh, the tribe, you know, is he a Christian? Is he so? When we finish the analysis, we can say anyway, uh, he's still. But, but what I'm saying is that a, a generation of people need to rise up. And I thank God for that young, the, the, I wanted to call him a young man. For the old man, is it or your state, that took his son and went and reported him to the governor because he came from Lagos and did not self-isolate. How many of us remember this story? That is a man that we need people like him. But the average Nigerian, if it concerns them, they cover it. As long as they benefit from it, they adjust to it. With such a mindset, you cannot bring down giants. You won't even scratch them. Let me tell you, the giants are being under the command of Satan. Satan is not a fool. Satan is not stupid. As long as you're benefiting from this existing giant system, you cannot bring them down. It's impossible. That's why David, going into that wall, said to the king Saul, he says, I have not what? Proved these things. Keep them. I'm going to go against them. Why? Because I see that this thing is between his God and my God. In fact, David said, how, who is this uncircumcised what Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So the people who bring down giants are not fighting personal battles. They don't have a private agenda. They are not looking to be known. They are just jealous for their God. Praise the Lord. They are jealous for their God. So what am I trying to say, people of God? The country is at a stage where 
60 years is interesting. There are so many things about this. So uh, my time is so, you know, uh, I don't know how to manage it. In the Bible, when men are valued between 20 years and 60, male, they are valued for 50 shekels. 20 years to 60, 50 shekels. Over 60 years, you know how much they are valued? 15 shekels. It means your time is going. We don't have time on. And then in the New Testament, I say, let me check what they say about 60 in the Old Testament. In the New, you know what they said about 60? They said a widow is not taken into the number as a full-fledged widow. But when she gets to 60, you know her case has finished. Let's take her into the number. Let's support her. But, but, could it also mean that we are in a season where something must change? you will be part of that change in the name of Jesus. Because could it be that they were waiting for 60? But long and short is this, people of God, is that a people that we gather as a nation and we have different cultures, which is the blessing of God, different ethnicities, which is a blessing of God, different languages, which is a blessing of God, different religions, which God wants to correct, and then all this brings us to different value systems. Now, do you know that, just like we said, the bad side, what is good in Nigeria depends on where people look at it from. How many of us also are aware of the recent appointment to ICC, uh, Justice Ishak? How many of us are aware of that? Now, now, this is a country where we have the best brains. I'm sure if there was a free and fair competition, the best brains in the legal you know, profession will probably come from Nigeria. But when we are asked to bring our best, we scale through. And if you're good, but you're from a particular section of the country, you become bad. If you're good, but you're from a particular you know, faith, you become bad. And you introduce a man. I mean, the embarrassment is too much. The, the, if you read that thing, did you read that thing properly? They had four gradings for the people who were brought forth. One of the gradings, the lowest, which would have been better for us, is not qualified. Not qualified means maybe you've not attained the age or the years at the bar or whatever it is. That's the lowest. Then the second one following it is formally qualified. Formally. F-O-R-M-A-L-L-Y. Formally qualified. That's qualified on paper. The third one over that one is qualified. And the one, fourth highest one is very qualified. You know the one the Nigerian person fits in? Qualified on paper. Which means that when they shook him, when they asked him what is technicality, he said it's like me going to fly a plane. I don't qualify. When they asked him what institutions are, are you putting in place to fight crime, he said we are building a big edifice. Do you understand what I'm talking about? This is the country, I, I'm, I'm pointing these things out because I know you already know them. But the issue is this, the people who are doing this know what they are doing. They hate good. The Israeli prime minister, I heard him once say a statement sometime, and this is what he said, I hope I captured it well. He said, until the love the Palestinians have for their children is greater than the hate they have for Israel, there will be no peace. It meant that these people hated Israel so well. You know, when they raise their children from, you know, as the babies are, are nursing in their mother's breast, the mothers are teaching them to hate Israel. 
So at five years, if he has an opportunity, he will kill himself, provided he kills an Israelite. So he said, until these people learn to love their own children more than they hate us, we can't have peace. What am I saying? The giants in this land, until they love good more than they hate a particular section of the country, we can't go forward. And that is not going to happen soon. But what I want you to get here is that you yourself must love good so much that you'll be ready to say, even if, it, even if this change triggers off after I'm dead, it's okay with me. You know why? God did not put you in Nigeria by accident. Come with me to Acts chapter 17. From verse, um, I'll read 22 just to capture the background. Acts 17, 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of Aeropagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. 24. Can we read this verse down to 27 together? God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And 26, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from them. Praise the Lord. Paul is saying to us here by the Holy Ghost that God intentionally or rather God originally made all of us from one blood. So whether we are white or black, whether we are, you know, this tribe or that tribe, we are all made from what? One blood. But this is what he said here. Every nation. And has determined their pre-appointed times. Let me deal with that now. It meant that God created you and put you in this time. In this time. You are in this time by design. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are what? In this time by design. I remember in secondary school then when, when they used to do release, the teams, they had people that started. And then they had people that what? Ended. Then those of them that they were managing, they put them in the middle. So that the starting person will cover space. And then the last person will do what? Will recover if there's any loss. Now God is saying here, I knew the time I wanted to put you. Somebody place your hand on your chest and say, God thinks highly of me. That's why he put you in this nation at this time. Predetermine what? Times. 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 And then the boundaries. For some of us that wish we were born in Canada, where the moment you're born, okay, uh, 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 they start paying your mother to feed you, you know, and, you know, everything is just surrounding you. God felt that that Tajabo thing wouldn't be good for you. They, they knew that, you know, if you had 24-hour electricity and no mosquito biting you, you, your skin might not be very okay. So, 
has determined. No, no look at what the Bible. They are pre what? <laughs> what? Pre appointed what? And what? The bar. You were not born in the boundary of Toronto. You were not born in the boundary of Los Angeles. You were born in the boundaries of Oshobo. And God knew. And God does not make mistakes. Praise the Lord. Forget that our women want to be white. It's okay. We can appreciate. I, my wife and I were discussing. And I said, why are women even bothering themselves with this way? Truly, amongst men, do we bother their complexion? But it's for themselves. God knows where he put you. And he knows that this sun will make you dark. So he made you dark in advance. Even the hair he gave you. The weather here is hot. So he gave you kinky hair that will not disturb the airflow. But you have carried hair. Every time you are you're doing like this, I see flies are disturbing you. And it's worse for those who don't have a conditioner. You see them waiting for taxi and, you know, the hair is just covering. No. God. <laughs> he said, your boundaries... He knew where you should be born. He sent you. You and I are Nigerians on purpose. We are Nigerians on purpose. And we are Nigerians at this time. Because God thought us. And look at the rest of that passage. It says so that they should seek the Lord in the hope world. That they might grope for, you know, grope for him and find him. Now you and I, he has revealed himself to us. You know what that scripture is saying? It's saying that these people we call giants. These people we call Fulani headsmen. These people we call whatever names they corrupt. The criminals in Nigeria. These people, God is hoping that they will find him. And last Sunday we saw that the Bible says, Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Bible says, how shall they be saved? Unless what? There is a preacher. It means God put you and I in this nation and is hoping that some giant will look at you little rat and say, why is that little rat challenging me? And probably go in the night to conjure his demons and his demons will tell him, that little rat you see, if you trouble him, all of us are finished. And then in the morning, he'll resume at work and say to you, I'm sorry, ma. And you say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sister. So you say, no, you're ma. You don't understand. Are you getting what I'm saying? Listen to me. You do not underestimate the intention of God in placing you in such a zone. Nobody, no, we have not sent yellow fever to, to Sambisa Forest. Have we sent yellow fever there? Have we sent last map? No, last man. Huh? We, we've not, the, who do we say? Special forces. God sent you here because he believes that you can shine the light of Jesus so that these giants will see and they will fall on their knees and worship the true God. You are not a victim. Many times we view ourselves as victims. And the circle or the cycle continues to run. However, the way the kingdom works is this. A Christian that is not bold and very courageous will be looking at the land they gave him and will just be telling stories about it. He said to Joshua, what? Only be that what? Very bold and courageous. 
Only be that word. Very bold and courageous. We have the spirit of the God, this living God. We have the word of God. We have the promises of God. We are supposed to reign as kings and priests. Everywhere we are found. It doesn't matter how we come in there. It doesn't matter the position we occupy. The house girl in Naaman's house was reigning in that house. You know why? Because she was a servant of the living God. Joseph was reigning in Potiphar's house. You know why? Because he was what? A servant of the living God. They put Joseph in prison. What was happening? Joseph was reigning in prison. When he got to Pharaoh's house, he was also reigning in Pharaoh's house. Why? He knew who he was. But if we don't know who we are, we will keep making comments. I laugh. I called one of our members a lawyer. He was just lamenting on Facebook. I say, a lawyer, go to court now. Can get an injunction. You know, I mean, do something. Don't every time you say they have come again. They have come again. They will keep coming again and you keep analyzing. Commentator. Commentaries don't change things. Somebody needs to rise up. And I'm not saying go out of your place. The exact place where God placed you, put you in. He just expects you to rise up there. He just expects you to rise up there. And when you rise up there and say, this is what it is, the anointing will do, will flow through you and bring the change. The Bible says there are many who are saying, who will show us any good? There are multitudes in the valley of decision. People are looking around and saying, where is help going to come from? Where is help? And then they see a pastor in the office and then the pastor is collecting a gunje. They run into a Christian and they, you know, with the side of their eye, they're just observing, that's a Christian, that's a Christian. And then they find you afraid of coronavirus. Even more than they're afraid. They say this one is happening. And they say, ah, there's a Christian there. They want to be close to you. Because you're carrying the presence of God. You're supposed to be an, a, 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 you know, light and salt. But when they get close to you, you're not diffusing the fragrance of Christ. They're saying, where is hope? They turn around and continue where they are. They give us a job, you know, as artisans or professionals or whatever. We fail. You understand? Where would, how would they see? God placed us in strategic positions. Let me ask you a question. For those of us that work in offices, if none of your colleagues had ever come and confessed to you that they learned something, they respect you, or they observe this about you, you need to fast. And say, let my light shine. If you're an artisan, there's a printer Momichi is dealing with now. The printer is a Christian. If you're a painter, if you're a mechanic, if you're a lo- any of these prophets, the people who are dealing with you should be able to say, I encountered a Christian. That is what is going to change. Listen, at the beginning of the nation of Israel, it was the Lamb of God Okay, for the nation. But it gets to a stage where it is no longer the blood on the doorhouse. It is the blood in your heart. It is the blood in your heart. Every man has to shine his own light. And when that light is revealed, men will see. And then they will call upon the name of the Lord. That's how it will change. The giants are not giants. In, they don't know. They really are not. They're intentional. But they're not volitional. I don't know whether that makes sense. That's where they found themselves in. That's the trap. And they're in it. They don't know better. 
Praise the Lord. They marry five wives, four wives, you know, exchanging them like old clothes. Christians now that are supposed to marry one wife, you know, from youthful age, all to old age, being faithful and enjoy, that will cause them to say, why is this man with one wife? Being so happy and excited over this wife. And look at her, she's old. You know, the wife is now getting into the over 60 range. And the man is still crazy about her. Why do I have to keep, you know, the way they marry, when their wives get to a particular age, they go back to 13 or 14, you know, they renew the license. You know? But unfortunately, the Christians, you know, follow them and go and fool around. And then they say, okay, the difference is that our own is authorized, our own is illegal. But they still do it. We have no light. And then when people do it, and the church and other Christians say, that is wrong. They say, no, no, no. Why, why, why are you attacking your own? Who is your own? Who is your own? The majority of prisoners in the American prison are citizens of America. It's your people. It's who you dwell amongst. Why can't we call out what is wrong? But we say, no, it's our own. And then we protect. And by doing that, we are not putting an example for the people outside to see these ones are different. You know, one of the things the Lord said to Caleb and Joshua in this Numbers 14, further down. He said, I have seen that there is a different spirit in you. Until Nigerians can find a people in whom and upon whom there is a different spirit. This country won't change. Until they can look around and say, that man is a teacher, that man is a professor, that man is a medical doctor, but he's not like other medical doctors. And then all of a sudden, they'll begin to reanalyze and begin to you know, uh, look at what is going on. And they say, we want him. Part of the things the Lord said to me many years ago is that the people that change this nation, they won't even go out. People will go to them and say, come and lead us. But for that to happen, you must have so distinguished yourself. You must have so set yourself apart that everybody knows. And they know that they know that this one is a Christian. I keep asking questions here. Many of us are businessmen. Many of us are, you know, we we interact. How many people have you engaged in your normal course of business or study or whatever, where you can say, this man come and rule us? Have you found such men? Until we find them. And we shouldn't actually look too far. You should be one of them. Your home should be run in such a way. I think it was last year or two years you know, ago. Around this time again. Or maybe May 29. That the Lord said. If I multiply the leadership. And the way things are done. In your church to Nigeria. Will things be solved? It's a question everybody should ask. If I took your home now. And you know, spread what happens in your house. Over this nation, will Nigeria be a wonderful nation? Have you thought about that? In your office, I bless God for a few people I heard from that during the lockdown were paying their staff, their salaries, and all of that. You know, I, I thank God for that. But really, if your office was enlarged and said, now, instead of being the MD of your office, you're now the president of Nigeria, okay? Will what is happening in your office solve the problems of this nation? You know, these things, they seem far off. But that is what God is saying we have to consider. You know, someone said one of the reasons our artisans lie a lot. You know, they lie a lot. And one of the reasons they lie a lot is because of our wickedness. And I agree. 
You go to somebody, he fixes your car, he spends seven hours fixing your car. When it's done, because he didn't tell you that you had to change bottom plate, you know the one that is bottom plate, or gasket, <laughs> or one top thing. And he says, give me 5,000. I say, 5,000 for what? For what? For what? And then you beat him down and pay him 700 naira. Then you drive out and eat lunch of 7,000 naira and give tip. The one that amazes me is how people give tip where things are expensive and then price down where things are not expensive and don't give tip. If they blew on you and say, you are the whole Nigeria, will it solve the problem? Father, we thank you. Father, we look to you. You are more than able. You are more than able. You have said to us, you put us here on purpose. Today, Lord, we say thank you. We see that you know what you're doing. We're going to pray some prayers. Part of the prayers we're going to pray is that we're going to pray for a change up, for revelation. Some, I know somebody, how many of us here are working in organizations where you are the you know, topmost and then the board recommends increase in salary for you. And you say, no, take it and take that difference and distribute to my staff under. Have you heard it done anyway? We're just hearing from Ondo that the governor and the wife collects almost 900 and something million every month, right? Is it not? You didn't hear it. But in the same state, there will be people that are owing them 30,000 minimum wage, pension. And such a person, I don't know whether he's a Christian or not, I don't know. But there are many Christians like that. They collect, 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 collect. And the other people, as far as they're concerned, are cockroaches. Waiting concern me with them. Now, if you're in your office, you are so high and you're enjoying so much. And the people under you are not getting, what's the difference between you and National Assembly? Next thing, someone will say, I made my money. Do you know how they make money? Whenever I drive to church on, uh, in the mornings, you know, about after five, six in the morning, you know, sometimes earlier than that, I see these people carrying trucks early in the morning. And you know what I do? They are moving rubbish. And they carry from that early morning till evening. And maybe at the end of the day, they make, I don't know how much those people make. And you say you made your money. You signed one signature. Introduce somebody to some place. They bought land. You got five million. And then you, you're saying you made money. How many journeys did you make with wheelbarrow? I built that house. What did you build? You didn't build a house. Laborers built it. Do you understand? This, this, this is what God is saying. Could it be that they will say that man's organization... You say, oh, no, no, but uh, this is industry standard. I'm paying industry standard. Yes, that is the problem. Industry standard is what sustains giants. You can't bring down the system from within the system. That's why David was so different. You can't. You have to look at them and say, listen, can I afford to pay these people better? Can their lives be better for working with me? If you start reasoning like that, and God, you know, decides to take the spirit that is upon you and put on Buhari, maybe he will reason like that also. But if you're reasoning exactly the same way he's reasoning, and every position in the organization, when they say there's an opening, you just look for all those people that their names end the same way your name ends. 
And when someone comes to an interview, the first thing you want to say is, where are you from? Then you'll be complaining about 97% and 5%. It's the same spirit. We have to create oasis of light. Give the world an option. Let them come to your organization and find out that uh, we, we, we can't even find your tribesmen in this organization. And you are the one that has the power to hire and fire. Don't you have village people that are looking for a job? You see, he didn't even notice. That's the way Christian is. There are contracts to be given. You give it out fairly. Someone who does the job, you give him again. As simple as that. And you know what will begin to happen? You know, part of the scriptures I wanted to share with you that Lord laid in my heart is, he said to me, when I fed the multitude, which was the passage we looked at, I think last Sunday, with five loaves and two fish, he said, everyone ate from the same five loaves and two fish. If I did not find that five loaves and two fish, I would not have been able to multiply that miracle. God is saying, can I find you a five loaf and two fish that I can multiply over this country? Can I find you? Can, can I breathe on you and say, be multiplied? Can you be said? That's what this thing is about. He says, God is hoping that these people will look at you and find him. That's why he put you here. Darkness. Oh, there is darkness in Nigeria. Kidnappers, wickedness. I mean, when I see Christians, any Christian that I know that is in the police, in the military, in you know, any of the security service, I pray specially for them that they will stand. Because we need lights there. For those in political, you know, offices, I pray that they will have grace to stand so that the world cannot accuse God and say, you gave us no options. You gave us no option. But I pray that my mission will be accomplished. Part of what I came to Abuja, or rather what God said is, come and raise me men that I can use. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Tell him, Lord, I'm available. You are not here by accident. I'm not saying that some, some people have thought, I don't want people to relocate outside of Nigeria. No, I don't have issues with that. There's nothing wrong with relocating outside of Nigeria. But all I've said is that no place on earth will be like heaven. No country. And the worst place on earth will not be like hell. So wherever you're going, the main issue is this. Are you on your journey to heaven? And are you leading men to heaven? That's the, you know, extension of what we are talking about today. When you and I begin to see ourselves as citizens of heaven, the other day our brother sharing, I think, at Get Connected, said we are ambassadors for him. We are ambassadors for him. That's who you are. Heaven said, we have a problem in Nigeria. Send Mr. Soso. Send brother Soso. Send sister Soso. Let them go. And shine the light. Let them go and cause men to say something different. In your office, you're a trader. Do they say this man, you won't make profit? The way you're, you know, selling these things. The way you're bringing this. You, how will you make profit? The way you're giving value. You tell them, no, I'm a citizen of heaven. This is what connects the boast we make. Where we say our source is not from the earth. 
This is what connects it. Not when we finish cheating and lying and everything. Then we'll come and say, God is my source. No, when you, fi- when you do all of that, you, the system is your source. But when you honor God in that situation, then you can say rightfully, God is your source. And God will back you up. That's what it is. Lord, I'm available to you. God is saying you a gift to Nigeria at 60. You're in the kingdom for such a time as this. And I'm going to pray a prayer for you. The Bible says in Luke 1, 37, For with God, nothing will be impossible. Because some sincere person is here, and he's saying in his heart, Pastor, this thing you're saying is difficult. I know it's difficult. But let me tell you another thing I read somewhere. He says, anyone, just anyone can do the possible. And he went on and said, Also, with a lot of courage, and zeal. Some may do the phenomenon. With a lot of courage and zeal, some may do the phenomenon. But he said, only Christians are obliged, know that word, are obliged to what? To do the impossible. Because you are a Christian, the anointing to do the impossible is on you. For with God, nothing shall be or will be impossible. That's who you are. The Christians, some, uh, this thing you're saying, it can't be done. For, because you're a Christian, that is what is expected of you. They're not expecting us to do normal. They're not expecting us to, you know, to just flow. No! Luke 18, 27 goes further and says, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. You're not ordinary. I want you to receive grace. Let the anointing fall on you. Let the anointing fall on me. Let the anointing fall on us Christians. And we can actually pray this prayer for the Christians in Nigeria. I I, I came, I was struggling to get a word for Nigeria. But the Lord restrained me. He said, speak to my people. They are the ones I sent to be light. The things which are impossible with men. This thing is not possible, sir. Yes, I agree. But because God is with you, it will be possible. It will be possible. I want you to thank him for giving you the privilege of being called by him. You You remember the Bible says you didn't choose me. That should encourage somebody here. You might think yourself not fit at all for this thing they're talking about. But God said, Jesus speaking, says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. It meant he looked at you and said, she can. He looked at you and said, he can. He looked at us and said, they can do it. You've not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I ordained you, I appointed you to go and bear fruits. That's what he's talking about. We'll receive the grace. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.